Welcome to the Home Loan NBA, the show that demystifies the home financing process for all, whether you are buying your first home or are a seasoned investor. This is for you. I am your host, Ivan Aragon. This podcast is for informational and illustrative purposes only. It is not an offer or solicitation for a mortgage loan or any other service. It is not legal or financial advice, even though the host is a licensed mortgage loan originator. Welcome to the Home Loan MBA. Today we get to discuss something that is in a lot of people's minds. Why? Well, you could be asking, my neighbors are doing it, my family is doing it, the news tells me that everyone is doing it. What am I talking about? Refinancing. Should you be refinancing today? Uh, Just like different foods, uh, refinancing is different for everyone. It tastes different and there's different purposes to eating them. So today we'll be tackling the reasons where refinancing makes sense. One, lower your monthly payment. Two, lower your term to pay off your loan. Three, get some cash out, whether that's to consolidate date or that or use for another purpose. Four, combination of all those things or special life circumstances. Now, let's get ready to tackle, should you be refinancing? All right, let's start with the first one. Lower my monthly payment. This is exactly what it sounds like. It's exactly about your monthly cash flow. The question you need to ask yourself is, do I need to pay less? And be realistic. Do you really need to pay less? Are you saying you're going to pay less just because you want more credit card debt? Or are you saying you need to pay less because you actually need to pay less in your monthly cash flow? Now, if you do need to pay less, the one recommendation is that you use the same term that you have right now. Now, you may be asking, uh, well, I'm three years into my 30-year mortgage. Am I losing time? We'll cover this uh, in a little bit. But go back to the same 30-year loan because a lower interest rate will lower your monthly payment and monthly principal and interest. Now, let's say you don't necessarily need to pay less and can stay paying the same or similar. Uh, This is a time where you can look at a custom term. Let's look at what that means. So let's say your principal and interest payment on your current mortgage is $1,500. Now I'm using this as a very simplistic uh, example that you can have. That $1,500, do you have 25 years left on a 30-year mortgage? So that's $1,500 times 300 payments. So in those 25 years that you have left, you're going to pay $450,000 towards your mortgage. Regardless of how much you owe right now and how much of that is interest, the amount you're going to end up paying is $450,000. Now, if your payment gets reduced by $100, and you're able to keep a 25-year term, now those 300 payments times $1,400 is $420,000. That $100 savings by those 300 payments is $30,000 that you will be saving on your mortgage. 
all while just saving $100 a month and keeping the 25 years on your 30-year mortgage. Now, if you got the same term, if we went back to another 30-year mortgage, well, that just depends on your monthly savings and doing this math over and over again. There will be a common theme throughout this episode in that you need to ask questions. You need to ask questions about yourself, about your financial situation, about your monthly income, your monthly uh, expenses, and questions from your loan officer, your mortgage professional, as to what options are available to you based on your credit score and those things that we just discussed. Now, in what circumstances would you consider keeping the same term? It makes sense to think about what makes my monthly obligations and what has changed since I got my home. Here are a couple of good examples that people don't usually consider when looking at refinancing a mortgage or keeping the same term and lowering the monthly payment. You may think, I'm going back on a 30-year mortgage, or I'm going back on a 20, or I'm going back on a 15, and I just had these many years left to pay off my mortgage. But look at your personal situation. And this is where keeping up with the Joneses is not a good idea because you are a different person. You are a different household. You are you. Let's look at those examples. One, new health insurance. In an ever-changing world of employment and insurance options, you may feel that now you have greater premiums. If your premiums have increased, your cash flow has decreased. You may now have a family where you didn't have a family before. And now with higher premiums, higher deductibles, higher out-of-pocket costs, and if you have uh, health conditions that require you to use your insurance and make those payments, well, that's a monthly expense that you may not have considered when you got your home or that with the current uh, situation, you may not have the income to cover. So lowering that payment on your mortgage will help you out. Uh, In addition to maybe you got new prescriptions that you didn't have before because unfortunately we all age and things happen. (laughs) Well, you could lower your mortgage to pay for those prescriptions. Now, uh, I mentioned something in talking about health insurance, and this is a different circumstance that changed, is if your family has grown. Uh, If you just had a child or just got married, your expenses will change. Your lifestyle may change. You will have expenses that you never expected to have. Uh, And if you have them, well, you may need to lower your mortgage payment to keep up with those so that you can stay breathing and not be feeling that you're going paycheck to paycheck. Because if you're sacrificing your savings, you're sacrificing uh, other things that are making you look towards the future, because you want to keep up this specific mortgage payment, it's time to look at lowering your payment and taking advantage of historically low interest rates. So in this specific circumstance of lowering your monthly payment for refinancing, it's all about the savings. That's all it is. It's just about the savings, whether that is your monthly savings on your monthly cash flow or your overall savings on your interest on the mortgage. That's about lowering that monthly payment. Let's go to the next part. Our next part is lowering your term to pay off your loan. 
Now, what does that mean, lowering your term? Well, let's say right now, using the prior example, you were on a 30-year mortgage and you had 25 years left. Maybe it's time to consider going on a 20-year mortgage or a 15-year mortgage or a 10-year mortgage or a 9-year mortgage or anything in between. Yes, those are options that are available with certain lenders to have a custom term on your loan. Now, what, what does that mean? Well, it just means that whatever balance you're going to be putting on, on that loan, you're going to be paying it off quicker. So let's go back to, to the, our, our great example we had. That $1,500 with 25 years left and a 30-year mortgage. Again, $1,500 times $300 equals $450,000. That's how much you have left to pay on that mortgage that you currently have. Now, let's say your payment increases $200. So now it's $1,700, but your term decreased to 15 years. So you get offered a 15-year mortgage, and you're now your principal and interest is $1,700. Now, the 1,700 times 180 equals $306,000. So in paying off the same, same amount, you're going to be saving $144,000. Now, these numbers get, get bigger and they seem like they're just on paper. But the reality is that you are saving that money and you will be seeing your loan getting paid off quicker. Now, who does this benefit? Right? If you're barely making your payments at $1,500, adding an extra $200 is not going to benefit you. It's not something that it's uh, that I would recommend for you if you're saying that you can barely afford making those $1,500 payments. Even though once I, done, I run your debt-to-income ratios and I look at everything on paper, if you just feel that what you're currently making the payments on is just too much because of other situations that we mentioned uh, or other family situations that it are not on paper, are not on your credit report, are not somewhere they're going to show up on the loan application, but you know you have to make those expenses, then this doesn't work for you because you need to be able to lower your monthly payment, not increase it. Now, let's say the opposite. You find yourself sometimes saving uh, a lot, putting a lot in your savings account, or maybe you're spending a lot dining out. You're spending a lot on uh, your discretionary income, just uh, and entertainment purposes and feel like you're wasting money uh, and that you don't even know where your money is going uh, and that you could probably cut off, you know, going out twice a month instead of, you know, six times a month. And those extra $200 are not going to be a big deal. Well, this is where it works for you. Uh, increasing this payment is just a great way for you to save. And like in the basic example we just mentioned, you're going to be saving $144,000 just by making an extra $200 a month. And along with that, it's not just the money. Think about it. You went from 25 years left to 15. So instead of this debt being on your head for the next 25 years, it's only going to be there for the next 15. And then you'll, be, you'll own your home free and clear. So you get savings and you get the emotional savings as well of moving this along. So that is the second part, lowering your term to pay off your loan. That is the benefit if you can afford it. And it's something to discuss and again, to ask questions about constantly. Let's go to our next part.
The next part is cash out. Now this is one that is complicated and that uh, you will hear tons of different things about from your neighbors, from your friends, from your family, uh, about how they got cash out from their mortgage and how things worked for them. This is one that is more than the other two, very specific to you and for the purposes that you have. So let's give some examples as to things that you would consider consolidating into your mortgage. So the, the cash out mortgage is a great example of consolidating your debt, getting cash for another purpose, or, um, or looking to use, use your money and pay off student loans or to pay off any other business debt. So let's look at some things that usually people do use to consolidate debt. Now, these things are like your car loans. Maybe you got into a car loan that you've had for a long time. You were upside down because of whatever reason. Uh, and you want to make sure that this is just paid off and move on. So car loans, personal loans. Uh, you've had some personal loans through any other institution. Credit card debt is a major one. The average household is keeping uh, thousands of dollars in, uh, in credit card debt. And if you're only making the minimum payments every month, it's going to be 30 years before you even pay off that, that credit card debt. So you need to move on from it. Sometimes you have business ideas where you, the, with those business ideas, you, are, you have opportunities to, to invest, uh, to be an entrepreneur. But if you're trying to get a, a business loan, you get denied or you get an offered one where it's like 30% interest rate from a loan shark. Or maybe at the end of the day, you do get a loan from, uh, from a bank and then they ask you, we'll give you this interest rate, but they have, you have to give us a personal guarantee and let us uh, put your home up in case you don't make the payment. Well, in that case, you might get a lower interest rate just getting cash out, out of your home if you're still gonna be guaranteeing your home for that loan. The idea here is that you're gonna bring in your cash flow and save money monthly. Now, I know all you inquiring business minds and numbers people are thinking as I'm saying this and, and I can hear the bells ringing throughout uh, every listener in this, in this show, but I'll be paying forever on something I can pay off in a few years. Like that car loan, I mean, in five years, I would have paid it off. Why am I going to put it into a 30-year mortgage? Well, that's a great point. Let's go through each one of them again. That car loan, yes, you have five years left on it. But how much is that car payment? Is it 300 bucks? Uh, is it 500 bucks? 700 bucks? $1,000? And I know as I mentioned some of those numbers, some of you have said, I've never seen a car loan for that much. Well, trust me, I have. And I see credit reports all the time. Those are right car payments that people pay. And uh, sometimes those people will not tell you that's how much the car payment is. But that's reality. And again, and everything that deals with mortgages, it's about you and your personal situation. Let's look at those personal loans. What's the interest rate on those? 10%, 15%, 20%, 30%? You're paying interest every month on that personal loan. Credit card debt. Again, interest rates, probably above 10%. Unless you have credit cards that you got that special offer for 0% over, over a year and you're paying it off, well, that's great for you. But the vast majority of people that carry a credit card balance 
are not in the zero percent credit card. They're in they're paying 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 percent interest rates on those credit cards. Now, on those specific situations, uh, what happens? Well, if you really want to pay it off quicker and, and get get it done, well, you, when you refinance, you're going to get, as of today, you're going to get a much lower interest rate than that 10 15%, right? Your payment per month will drop, and then you could start making extra payments. If you keep your same monthly outgoing into your mortgage, you will probably lower your, your payoff term. Now, that's not something I could discuss over the show very simply and in a whole number way, but it's something that a really good mortgage professional can sit with you and discuss with you to see what that payment means and how fast you can pay that other debt. You will see that that debt will not take you five years now to pay off that car loan that you will get to the point where you were today with your mortgage a lot faster because of lower interest rates as long as you keep the same payments going. And that is something that you need to look at in a personal level. If you don't have the right mortgage professional that is looking at you at every single one of these instances or is not even suggesting uh, these opportunities for you in, in this time and refinancing when you're looking at your options, then you need to get somebody else. You need to get somebody that has your best interest. It doesn't mean that they're trying to upsell you. It just means they're trying to give you the options because you're going to be paying for this mortgage. There are opportunities uh, for you to pay closing costs right now. So why not do it now when you could get all things done at the same time instead of doing it later when you're going to be paying more? That's somebody that's looking out for you right now. Now, what are other opportunities that people use to use this cash out? Well, sometimes maybe your your kids have finally made it to college and you need to get money out for your college tuition. Um, because of life circumstances, you didn't have any other college tuition plan and you want to help them out with a part of it. It's an acceptable situation to get cash out from your mortgage. On the other hand, let's flip that college tuition. Maybe you bought your home a few years ago and you have a student loan debt that is, has high interest rates, whether that's private or federal. It's a good idea to think about bringing that student debt in to your mortgage. Now, there's a big asterisk in bringing student debt because you may lose certain protections, especially with federal loans. If it's private loan, I would say bring it in regardless. Uh, if it's a federal loan, then look into this, the situations that you may uh, be losing uh, if you pay off that those student loans. Uh, that could be if you're trying to get a student loan forgiveness or uh, any, any income-based repayment that you're trying to get, you will lose that opportunity because you're paying off the loan with your mortgage. But again, it's an opportunity for you to say, I'm paying it off one payment a month and let's bring it in. Now, we covered that objection if I'll be paying forever on something that I can pay off in a few years. But at the same time, this is a great opportunity for you because interest rates were low. You may not get this loan for this low interest rate that you will get in the future. Now, if you're listening to this a few years after the show was published, the rates will probably be the same idea because if the mortgage rates are at a certain point, car loans that are a point much higher, personal loans that are a point much higher, credit card debt is at a point much higher. If you have equity in your home, it's a good opportunity to take 
a look at what you have in your financial situation to pay off. Maybe, uh, as mentioned earlier, you have some medical debt that you want to pay off. Again, great example to say, I want to get rid of this debt, pay it off, and move on. So now, the next part. Combination. This is bringing it all together and maybe some special life circumstances. In the current environment, as of the recording of this show, there is a great opportunity to bring all this together because there is an increased amount of home equity available to uh, most homeowners. The lenders will have to verify your ability to repay. So the chances of a crash based solely on mortgages are much lower. Uh, And it gives you the opportunity to combine some of these uh, factors. So let's say you got into some debt that you um, maybe didn't like. Uh, you got you got a personal loan for something that you were trying to do and it didn't work out and you're still paying that high interest rate. Well, if you roll it in to your with your mortgage, get a cash out refinance and your interest rate is much lower than what you currently had on your mortgage, you may end up paying the same for your mortgage than what you were with that other student loan. So now you're saving that extra monthly payment and you could roll that into your mortgage or you could use that cash flow for any other need that you may have. Bringing all together of lowering your monthly payment, lowering your payoff and bringing some cash out are are things that can happen in very specific situations, right? If your current rate was high and everything was uh, works in the perfect way. Now, usually a combination of the two is something that is achievable if you have uh, higher interest rates on your current uh, mortgage. Recently, I did a refinance with somebody where we lowered uh, their uh, interest rate uh, and saved them about $600 a month just by lowering the term and lowering the interest rate. And now this person saving years off their mortgage and years off the debt that they had. Now, there are special life circumstances that would require uh, a refinance and that may not fit the lower your payment, lower your payoff or, or payoff debt. And these are circumstances that are important and that people need to know that they have an option to. So for example, divorce. When, uh, when people go through the unfortunate opportunity of breaking a relationship that's been around for years and they go through a divorce, it is important that that person that stays with the home uh, refinances. Now, you may be saying, well, I'm not the one that's staying with the home. Well, it's important for you to be able to get off that loan obligation. Lenders are not going to necessarily look back and say, oh, you know what? You know, they got divorced and they don't have that loan obligation anymore. If the, your former spouse goes into foreclosure, uh, that will affect you uh, tremendously. Now, you may say, well, years later, a lender may give me, give me an exception because I have a divorce decree. But guess what's not going to give you an exception on that? Your credit report. If your former spouse stops making payments, that goes on your credit report because you're still obligated for that loan. It will still it will still be on your credit report, regardless. So it's important that that home gets refinanced uh, in in the divorce proceedings, regardless where whether you're on one side, the one person the, the person keeping the home, or you're the person leaving the home. It's important that this 
for both parties that this uh, refinance gets done in divorce proceedings. Now, there are opportunities there and there are, uh, are legal ramifications for that. And maybe you're going to get the home equity that gets awarded to you through through divorce uh, and through an appraisal process. Speak to a qualified mortgage professional uh, because divorce is a good example where you I will not be hit in certain programs uh, for a cash out refinance because uh, of a divorce. Now, another perfect example that's similar in that we're removing somebody from the loan obligation is when you need to take people out of your loan that helped you get your loan. So many people, for example, use their parents to help them qualify for that starter home or use a friend or got together with somebody and and bought a home and now that person's moved on or that person needs to do other things with their financial life well it's important to then refinance at a point where you can and get it over with so that that person is free from that loan obligation so let's say for example you bought your home your initial home and your uh, sister helped you out to buy the home. So your sister was a non-occupant co-borrower, what we call in the industry, that you will use her income to, to help you qualify for this home. So at that time, you got the best interest rate and the, and the best situation for you. Years later, you're sitting here, you've had your promotions, your income is great. No one has thought about it, refinancing the home. And then all of a sudden, your sister has a situation where she needs to get some, uh, get some money and lent and get some, uh, some loans. Well, when that creditor starts looking at her credit report, they're going to look, hey, you have your own mortgage and then you have the second mortgage for this home. I don't know if you can really afford to get this loan I'm trying to give you. Well, then your sister goes, well, what if I take that mortgage out? Then yeah, let's do it. So then your sister comes to you and says, hey, you need to take, take me off the mortgage. Well, at that point, if you're stopping your family member from being great, it doesn't matter if your payment gets lower or not. You have to, you have to do it, right? You should be able, just as they helped you in the, in the past, you should be able to help them in the, in the present. And so it's important to talk to a mortgage professional. Now, the important thing in that regard it's to not wait until your sister needs to get a loan. The moment you know that your situation has improved, the moment that you think that there's a possibility, talk to a mortgage professional to see if it, you can do it right then and then. Because if you wait, it might be too late or it might not be the right timing or it may not happen in the right time frame that you're trying to, to accomplish. And the, these situations I always tell uh, the people I work with and, and my the, my clients that we have to keep evaluating it. We have to keep looking at it. We have some check-ins every six or uh, 12 months to see if now is the right time. Uh, and that way your relationship with your family stays very happy and doesn't sour. You do not want your family relationships or your friendships, close friendships that helped you in the, in the tight place when you got a home to sour. You want to keep those situations going and going. Now, it is something that as a family you talked about and as a friendship you talked about and how, how and when that would happen. Uh, so keep that. 
keep your word. Keep your word with the family. Now, it may mean that your payment stays the same. It may mean that your payment goes up a little bit. It may mean that you don't get a chance to get cash out. It doesn't matter. It's your word. So, again, those are like special life circumstances that may not be talked about too much in the media. That may not be something that your financial gurus talk about. Why? Because they're, they're not like the, the fun things that the people want to hear. But there are the real life situations that need to be taken care of. So we've discussed all these things in special life circumstances. There are many others. Talk to a mortgage professional and just have the conversation and ask the right questions. All right. So your neighbors are doing it, your family's doing it, the news tells you everyone's doing it. Should you be refinancing? Well, as you can tell from this episode, it depends. Speak to a mortgage professional. The most important part in speaking to uh, someone like me or a mortgage professional is to have questions and ask them. Don't take any questions too small. We've covered a lot of things here in refinancing. There are many ideas and many factors that come into lowering your monthly payment, maybe lowering your payoff term, maybe bringing that cash out. And like the last situation we talked about, special life circumstances, bring it all together. Be upfront with your mortgage professional. And then if you don't feel comfortable with that professional, find somebody else because this is your life situation. This is your special life circumstance altogether and be able to feel comfortable with your mortgage professional is one of the most important things in this process. So ask the questions, should I be refinancing? Well, it depends. And it really depends on your goals. It depends on what you want to do with your home and where you see yourself going forward. Again, thank you for listening to the Home Loan MBA. If you have any questions, you could reach me at the Home Loan MBA on Instagram and Facebook at IvanAragon.com or by email at Ivan at IvanAragon.com. We'll see you next week. The opinions given here are of the respective host and guests. They are general in nature and do not constitute specific advice. The host, Ivan Aragon, is an employee of P1 Home Loans NMLS 1857499, which has a mortgage broker license in Arizona of 1002194 and a California Finance Lenders Law license of 60DBO117389. The host, Ivan Aragon, is a licensed loan originator in the state of Arizona with NMLS ID 1468842 and the originator license of 1003203, and additionally has his California DBO and MLO license number CA-DBO1468842.